Welcome to the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And in this episode, I sit down with Phil Martin of Black Cat Barbecue in Beverly Hills, California. I was pumped to visit Phil and his pop-up at Beverly Hills Farmer's Market earlier this year. I didn't know what to expect since my connection with Beverly Hills had only been through Hollywood. You know, that scene with Julia Roberts walking down Rodeo Drive. All the fancy stores, restaurants, and cool cars. I was comforted to see that Phil was slinging some damn good barbecue. We chat about how he got started and how he feeds some of the famous patrons, including a famous chef and restaurateur. He cooks everything from scratch and puts his heart and soul into everything he prepares. We met at a crowded restaurant, so I apologize in advance for the loud background, but we had a blast recording this interview, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. This is Black Cat Barbecue. Alrighty, I'm sitting here with Phil Martin of Black Cat Barbecue. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? Welcome to the show, man. Another day, another dollar, man. Another day, another dollar. Hey, man, so I was uh, looking through Instagram, ran across your profile, saw that you were in Beverly Hills cooking up barbecue. I said, yeah. man, I got to meet this guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's been crazy that, uh, you know, you have this uh, image of, you know, restaurants in Beverly Hills, and then you got me. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm sitting there right next to all the all the big dogs. Yeah, you know? man, a, a guy from the outside looking in, you know, I would be like, man, you must have like some hard to deal with customers. Like, you know, well, you know, you'd be surprised. You know, they, uh, I I get a few, you know, uh, I get a few customers who are very uh, the word I use is particular yeah you know they have very particular orders uh, but for the most part um, I started there uh, two years ago in you know 2017 in uh, June and I the I had a line of customers on my first day and those are the same customers that I see every week yeah you know, at when the, did you say this is 2017? 2017. How, how did you get that game? How do you get into Beverly Hills Farmers Market? Honestly, uh, I sent an email uh, when I, when I decided to do this as a business. Uh, you know, to do the the barbecue, I knew I wanted to do farmers markets, and so I went and I got all of my uh, permits and business license and seller permits and and all of. Um, all of the red tape first yeah. and then once it all came through I sent out emails to a bunch of uh, different farmers markets asking about the you know the application process yeah well Beverly Hills emailed me back within 10 minutes it was like nine minutes and some change I looked at it and they said <laughs> we are interested Wow. Uh, yeah they're like bring us some samples you know in another week and um, we'll go from there. So I took them some samples and I brought, you know, everything. I brought the ribs and brisket, chicken, beans, coleslaw, cornbread. And they just, you know, I put it all on the table and they were just like, and just <laughs> mowed it all down. And um, Greta Dunlap, who was the market manager at the time, 
she's she 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 pulled up a piece of paper. She's like, here's your application. She like threw it. Don't worry about filling it out. You're in. <laughs> yeah. And so they were blown yeah, away. She's huh? like, when when can you start? Yeah. And and and, and like I said. They didn't know me from Adam, yeah. you know, and they just took a chance and, you know, gave me a spot. And then uh, whenever I started, they put up all kinds of um, professionally made signs announcing my arrival. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's and awesome. like I said, when I, the, my first day... Before we were even set up, there was a, you know, line that was probably 10, 15 deep. Wow. You know, saying, you know, we heard that you, that we were going to have some barbecue and we're here. <laughs> and, um, and then it just went off from there. That's awesome, you know? man. And uh, they, the, the city of Beverly Hills has been nothing but supportive. Yeah. Which blows my mind. Yeah, I mean... They have no reason to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only perception that I have... You know, I'm a guy from Texas that moved here a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, my perception is like, Beverly Hills, that's all, you know, rich folk out Everybody's there. Everybody's noses in the air. Yeah. No, it's it's been a really eye-opening experience for me, too, because, you know, I had that, that image, you know, of Rodeo Drive yeah. and... You know, fancy cars and everything, and, and I do get a, you know a lot of customers because that's where they live. Yeah, yeah. But it's barbecue. Exactly. You know, it's barbecue, and they know what to expect. So, talk to us a little bit about yourself. Where did uh, where did you grow up, and um, you know when did you start cooking? And all? Well, I grew up in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Uh, my parents come from a uh, little small town in South Carolina, Lake City, South Carolina. My mom's mom and my dad's mom lived about a block from each other, and. The story goes, uh, my uh, my dad was sent over to my mom's house to retrieve a pair of pantyhose, <laughs> and that is how they met. <laughs> I'm not making that. <laughs> and so, uh, growing up in Colorado, we spent all our summers in South Carolina. My okay. parents would describe it; they would say, "We're going home this summer." Mm-hmm. And so. Eventually, that's the way we the way we described it. You know, we we called home Lake City, South Carolina, and so uh, spending spending time out there every summer for uh, family reunions. They would dig a hole in the front yard and smoke a whole hog, and so and that's in and you know like a moth to the flame. That's where I would you know I would gravitate towards. I'd be out there with all the old men out there, you know, hearing inappropriate stories and <laughs> sipping on whiskey, you know, at a much too young age and, you know, man in the pit. Yeah, know? that's what piqued your interest, huh? Barbecue. Yeah. And so, and eventually my dad bought a smoker, bought a propane tank uh, smoker in Aurora at, a, at, a, at the house in Aurora and we started doing whole hogs. The first thing we did was a, was a whole hog. I think that was 1987. I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I remember it was me and my dad at like 1 o'clock in the morning in January of 87. We, um, or maybe it was 88. I was 12 years old. We had a 250 pound hog 
and we went to flip it. It was me and my dad, and we dropped it. <laughs> dropped oh, it in the man. snow. And um, we picked it up, brushed all the snow off of it, and put it back on the back on the pit, and said, "You won't tell if I won't." <laughs> But, you know, subsequently after that, we, we would do a whole hog probably two, three times a year. And so we got a lot better at it. That's awesome. <laughs> to so, say the least. Very so, yeah, that's how I learned was whole hog. You know, Jeez. Uh, I didn't do my first brisket until actually until I moved to California, which was, I think, 2007, 2008. Yeah, what brought you here? What brought you to California? Um, it was my wife. My wife is a uh, Los Angeles native, and uh, uh, full disclosure, we met on the Internet and uh, hit it off, and I ended up selling all my stuff in Denver and moving out here. The things that love makes you do. That's right. What you want to do for love. <laughs> And so I moved out here, this is in uh, July of 2007, and when I got here, you know, I would ask people, I was like, oh, where's the good barbecue? And uh, people would tell me, like, oh, try this place and this place, and I was always sorely uh, disappointed, mm -hmm. to say the least. As, yeah, as was I. <laughs> yeah, and so I got to a point where I just said, well, you know, if I want barbecue, I'll just make it myself. Yeah. And so, like three, four times a year, I would take like a whole week and make my sauces and make my rub and, um, and you know, take, you know, all day and all night and cook up some barbecue. You know, when you cook barbecue, you can't cook a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I cook these massive amounts. And so I'd invite friends and family over, you know, for Super Bowl or, you know, uh, NCAA tournament or yeah. whatever. And the folks were like knocked out. They were like, wow. So, well, now we see why you're complaining about <laughs> some of the restaurants around here. And they're like, you know, because you can't get this anywhere else. Oh, yeah. And so doing in you know thanksgiving i'd go big and smoke you know smoke the turkeys for for thanksgiving and christmas and whatnot and uh eventually you know the family was always you know fa friends and family they were always like you know you should do this as a business because you know food wise they're like this tastes better than anything you can get around here you know but you know, for years I was I was always scared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and whatnot. Cool. And, and when did you actually start turning it into a, into a business? Well, uh, I, uh, I I lost my job or I got laid off in 2015, and uh, I started driving uh, Uber. Okay. And lift full time, and uh, I was making really good money doing uh -huh. it, and you know, and it was actually my wife who uh, we went to, we went on a trip to uh, Vancouver, Canada, and they had you know some Memphis barbecue restaurant, and it was no, not very good, <laughs> and and she said she's like. You should do this as a business. Yeah. He's like, because, you know, if these guys are doing it, you know, your food is way better than theirs. So, so like, you know, and for the most part, you're kind of in between things. So now's a good time. Mm -hmm. So this was uh, 
So was the uh, Beverly Hills Farmers Market, was that your first business venture that you went into? Yes, that was uh, that was the first thing that I did uh, professionally. Um, I got all of my uh, permits and, you know, from the health department and, uh, you know, business license from the city of Los Angeles and the seller's permit from the state of California. And the, the first thing I did was apply for the the uh, Beverly Hills Farmers Market, which wasn't really much of an application process because <laughs> they were just glad to have me. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, that was the first thing that I did prof- professionally. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I've seen on your Instagram profile that there's uh, some pretty high-profile people that come to your place. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, being that it's in Beverly Hills, I mean that's where a lot of folks live. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a local farmers market that you know we, we see the same people every every week and so um, some of the some of the names LA Reed uh, Scotty Pippen uh, Pierce Morgan Wolfgang Pock you know that yeah that, Wait, that's that one pretty is, intimidating huh? it's very very <laughs> intimidating uh, the first time you know he was walking by and somebody pointed it out they're like hey there goes Wolfgang Puck and I was like really and I was like hey uh, Mr. Puck uh, would you like to try some of my uh, try some of my food and he comes walking over he's like sure and so he's with his uh, with, with so one you of his asked kids. him yeah I just <laughs> yeah crazy. and so um, I said would you like to try some of the brisket he's like sure and so he was there with one of his sons, and I sliced him up, you know, a little piece of brisket and some of the barbecue sauce. And they were like, wow, this is really good. They are like, you know, and his first day, he's like, give me two pounds. <laughs> I was like, okay. Nice. And um, every week for, you know, whenever he's in town, he always comes up. He always, you know, he uh, there's uh, this lodge bread. He always gets this great bread. And. And um, gets about two to three pounds of brisket for his for his uh, kids' school lunch. Wow! <laughs> yeah. So they're not getting a, a sack lunch. With no, they're lunchables. not doing lunchables. <laughs> no, 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 no. When your when your father's uh, internationally you know renowned chef, <laughs> yeah. the quality's a little different on your school lunch. <laughs> and so uh, one time, you know, he he always gets the brisket. Um, one time he, he, he's like, well, what, what else do you have? And uh-huh. I said, oh, I have some smoked chicken. And um, he's like, well, I'd like to sample a piece of that. And so I, you know, I do, you know, ha- you know halves of chickens, you know, chicken halves. I pulled out a chicken half and I was, you know, trying to cut a, cut a wing off for him. And he's standing right over me looking at me. <laughs> and, you know, I just like, you know, got stage fright. <laughs> And so I'm like trying to find the joint, and he's and he's looking at me. I'm like, well, let me just hang on, you know. And he's like, well, the joint's just right there. I said, hey man, back up. I said, you making me nervous. <laughs> and so um, he tried the chicken, and 
you know, he's like, oh, this is pretty good. He goes, how many chickens do you have? I said, I have four chickens. He goes, I'll take all four. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Really cool. So talking about what you cook, um, what what's on the menu? Uh, the I, I call it just the parade of hits. It's uh, beef brisket. Uh, I do pork spare ribs, uh, smoked turkey, smoked chicken, pulled pork, uh, hot links, and sometimes uh, the the giant beef short ribs. Okay. Yeah, I do mainly in the summer. Okay. Mainly in the summer. And uh, they're a huge hit. They're yeah. a huge hit. Some sometimes the folks are off put by you know the price because they are definitely uh, they cost me a lot. So therefore, they cost the it customer really a lot. Has. They're not worried about the price. <laughs> well, you know the the the, the folks say this like you know they, they have money because they keep it. <laughs> and so yeah, those folks they are they are wary of my prices, just like everybody else yeah 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 man i i can tell you that uh when i went um was very very impressed with that man the brisket was delicious and uh, we had the pulled pork and we had the turkey and the chicken but that turkey man, i still dream about that that smoked turkey um well that's uh that's uh goes back to thanksgivings you know and my dad back when i when i was a kid he he used to actually sell turkeys on oh, Thanksgiving, wow. and so that's what I grew up eating. And then when when me and my wife bought a house in 2008, you know, we were relegated to Thanksgiving duty, and so I get you all know, it was yeah, no brainer. I'm smoking the turkeys, yeah. So, so you got that down, man. Yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit about your sides. Uh, the sides we do um, bourbon baked beans, uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, collard greens that uh, uh, and vinegar coleslaw. And you know that the small caveat is all of my sides are either vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, yeah you came up to me that day and said, "Hey, man, how do you like them greens?" I'm like, "Oh, man, they're." delicious he said do you notice something about them like no what like they don't have any meat in them like oh you're right i didn't even miss it man they're so good well i'm i'm, I'm glad to hear that uh i came up with um a recipe uh my own recipe uh that you don't you know that you don't miss the uh, that you don't miss the the, the meat the reason you know the reason why i stopped you know, when I first started making the greens, I used to put like smoked turkey neck or ham hocks or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I cook so many things in a very short period of time, um, I got tired of, you know, buying special meat for the collard greens and also, you know, having to prepare it special. And so it was really a logistics thing that I stopped doing the meat, you know. Uh, I had a string last September where I was doing a whole bunch of catering gigs and I was just worn out. Mm -hmm. 
And one night, it was like one or two o'clock in the morning, and it was time for me to start making uh, making my sides for the for the farmers market. And I was, you know, I might have it might have been like a fever fever dream or something. I said, you know what, I'm not putting any meat in the sides anymore. <laughs> and so, and I just, and I stopped. And yeah, like, I want to uh, figure no, it out, huh? Yeah, and well, and, and you know, uh, sometimes uh, necessity sparks creativity, you know. Yeah. And so I just came up with. Uh, uh, and you're a, you're a one man show, is that? Yeah, I, I do all of the cooking myself. I usually have uh, one or two guys who help me, you know, set up and run the run the booth, you mm-hmm. know, at the market. But all the cooking I do, every stitch is done with these hands. Got it. And um, I've had it's it's interesting, you know. I've had a lot of folks here you know, come out and get, they order the collard greens. I this happened uh, at Citry City, like the second time I was there. There was a fella who ordered the collard greens, and then he looked and saw it said that you know on the sign it says no meat. And he's like, hold up, he's like, I, you know, there's no meat. I don't want it. And I said, let me get you a sample. And so he tried the greens, and he's like. I'll take the greens. I said, that's right. <laughs> I said, that's right. I said, I'm not playing games out here. Yeah, man. I mean, one thing that I always say is you can definitely taste the passion through the food. And, and you definitely can with yours. I mean, from the mac and cheese to the, the bourbon beans and the, the bourbon baked beans and the uh, um, the collard greens and just all the meats and everything is just, you, you can definitely taste that passion. So, Well, you know, I mean, anybody who knows what I look like knows that I know I know how to make food taste good. <laughs> if I don't know anything else, <laughs> I know how to make food taste good. And so, I mean, it's really, you know, you just, as, as long as, you know, you care about what your food tastes like, and it's, you know, I always quote the, the wire, you know, they say, you know, the TV show, The Wire, is like, mm-hmm. your name is all you have, you know, in yep. this world, your name is all you have, and if I'm going to put my name, you know, on my product, then it's got to be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about what you're, uh, what you're cooking on, and, uh, and kind of the process. Okay, well, the, uh, the rig I'm cooking on, it's a uh, reverse flow uh, cabinet smoker. It's built by a guy, Danny Claxton. He is a uh, welder and he's based in Pasadena. Uh-huh. And uh, it's an uh, insulated firebox. Is that Redbeard? Uh, Red, is that Redbeard? Redbeard Smokers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's at uh, Redbeard Smokers on uh, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Yeah, I've looked him up. He's got some good stuff. He also does like a lot of Santa Maria style. And- yeah, he's uh, when, I, when I first. Uh, um, when I when I found him, he was just making like backyard uh, offset, like propane, the really small, like fifty or hundred gallon mm-hmm. uh, backyard. backyard smokers, and uh, he had them on like Craigslist. Okay. And then he started, and then um, I think my cabinet smoke was the second one that he built with that design, and uh, I saw that, and I was like, that's exactly what I need, mm-hmm. you know, for you know logistic purposes for yeah you know, I live on the side of uh, I live on the side of a hill 
and so uh -huh. I don't have a lot of space. And um, it was, you know, perfect for for what I needed at the time. Uh, he wasn't doing insulated fireboxes. I think mine was the first one that he did. Mm -hmm. And but he worked with me, you know. Um, I live not too far from Pasadena, so I'd go over there and, you know, we'd talk about, you know, what I wanted and, and he would talk, you know, about, you know, if that's possible and that's not. And so he, he, he did mine, uh, I think I, I got quarter inch steel all the way around. I think he was doing like three eighth inch uh, before that. And so mine's a little bit thicker and a little bit heavier than what he was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Since then, I think that's pretty much the standard design. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, mine was the second one he built, and uh, it's great. It's uh, like I said, it's reverse flow. Uh, there's no gas, no charcoal involved. It's all wood, and um, it's it's it the side to side uh, temperature uh, is just completely even. No hot spots. It, it, you know, all I have to do is fire, you know, get the fire going, put the meat on, close the door, and just keep the temperature regulated, and it does the job. Yeah. So, what, what type of wood are you using? Um, I recently switched to hickory. I was using uh, pecan and oak before, but I think within the, I think it was about a month ago, I switched to hickory. Just, um, just you know again for logistics uh, pecan burns fast oak burns slow hickory is kind of like the mama bear mm -hmm. it's just like right in the middle and you know not too fast not too slow and gets a really good flavor yeah and uh, and so when your pit is how much food can you fit on it uh, how much are you cooking at one time um I can I can do about 300 pounds of brisket or uh, pork shoulders. I could do about 60 slabs of ribs at one time, mm -hmm. or you know any combination of those two. And uh, so I, I you know I I've uh, I've done gigs as uh, you know catering gigs for as many as 500. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the biggest one I've done. Wow, yeah, it's a pretty big gig. It was. That was the uh, City of Beverly Hills uh, summer luncheon. And so, yeah, it was... Uh it was uh, it was it was it was a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I can imagine, man. That's uh, five hundred people's no joke for sure. No, that's 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 real work. That's real work. But uh, on a regular, I, you know, I do a hundred to two hundred people, you know, on a regular, mm -hmm. and, and I can I can do that all at one time. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's a regular Sunday for you? So you're doing. You have now you have Beverly Hills Farmers Market and you have another Farmers Market. Yes, right? I'm at uh, Century City, which is just down the street from Beverly Hills on oh, okay. Thursdays. Gotcha. And uh, it's um, 
there's a little courtyard just off of Santa Monica and Santa Monica Boulevard, and uh, it's a little courtyard that's surrounded by a bunch of high-rise, you know, like banks and law firms and accounting uh, firms and uh, real estate agents. And I think there's a, there, I think there's like two or three. Talent agencies, like big, big, big time talent agencies. So it's a very busy market, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody who works there. Yeah. What, what would you say are some of your uh, are some of your influences? Is it like Texas style? Is it uh, Carolina style? I, you know, I, I've taken, you know, I've taken uh, influence from all. All of the uh, all of the the great barbecue regions, you know, Texas, they do beef like nobody's business. Right. And as, and the other thing is cooking technique. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that Texans have together. Right. You know, cooking with with wood, getting good smoke, and you know, getting good quality meat and minimally seasoned, and just you know, cooking it well. Mm-hmm. In the actual act of being a pit master, right? That is one thing that the Texans bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And so, as far as now, like my brisket and my beef ribs, straight Texas. Right. Okay. Uh, my beef rub, uh, my brisket rub, uh, is actually a riff on um, the brisket rub from the Pecan Lodge in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And, That's uh, some good brisket. <laughs> I, you know, I can uh, vouch for that one. Yeah, I saw the ingredients. Uh, I was watching uh, Drivers Dine-ins and Dives, yeah. and uh, they they were telling you know saying, "Oh, this is what's in our brisket." Right? I said, "Well, that's kind of similar to my rib rub, you know, minus the sugar." I said, "Well, that makes sense," and so I took that recipe and uh, you know tweaked it a little bit, you know, to put my own personal spin on it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it, it works great. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, my my barbecue sauce is uh, more of a Kansas City. It's uh, tomato based with uh, I put bourbon and uh, you know brown sugar, molasses, and actually a little coffee in there. It's actually coffee in everything I make. Everything you make. Huh? Yeah. That's you know I guess that's you know kind of a secret, but not really. Not anymore. And not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Um, and then the ribs are. You know, kind of Memphis. You know, with the dry rub, it's kind of um, you know uh, Memphis uh, kind of kind of riff. And then well, you were sold out of those when I went. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ribs go. The I still ribs need to go. go they are those. very good. Uh, yeah. I have another. I have a story to tell you about the ribs in the LAPD. <laughs> um, but in uh, the, the pulled pork is South Carolina, South straight Car- Carolina sure. vinegar, red pepper. And that's about it. Oh, that was delicious. That yeah. was so good. That's uh, if I if I made my pulled pork any other way, they would you know I wouldn't be able to ever go <laughs> visit my parents ever again. <laughs> yeah, that made my mouth water just thinking about that. That was. That was really good. That was really good. So I have to tell you the story about uh, my ribs in the LAPD. Uh, A couple years ago, uh, I did a contest. The LAPD was having a uh, like a school jamboree, like 
little festival for you know the Explorer kids, you know their little kids division, mm -hmm. and um, I. My wife works for um, LAUSD, and so she sent me a flyer for this barbecue competition that they're having. And so I said, so I sent an email to the to the fellow who's running it and said I was interested in coming and competing. And they were, and the email said, sure, come on down. <laughs> so I go to do this contest, you know, and I had, uh, you know, I got all my homemade barbecue sauce and homemade rubs, and I was, you know ready to ready to roll and so I got my little char griller you know uh, grill and went out there and um, it turns out the, uh, the, the there was only there were three of us in the competition and the other two guys were um, the, the vendors for the for the event and they were all you know also police officers and it turns out what it was is uh, they had had like a impromptu contest the year before and uh, so they wanted to do a real contest because these guys had been you know talking trash to each other for the for the for an entire year about oh I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna beat you in my ribs this and my ribs of that and I did not know any of that <laughs> when I came out there and so I got out there they had um, some you know celebrity you know actors and a celebrity chef was a judge and the chief of police was a judge and so you know I, I make my ribs the way I make my ribs I only uh, one way and so the guy next to me he was uh, I think he pulled out like a bottle of sweet baby rays and I said well he's out and then the next guy he didn't even put it he just he didn't put any sauce on his at all and I said I don't have to worry about him and so when it once they did all of the um, the judging before they announced awards, the guy who was running it, who was another police officer, comes up to me and he's like, starts asking me questions. You know, like, who are you and how did you find out about this? And I said, well, my wife works for LAUSD and um, she sent me the flyer and I sent you an email asking if I could join and you said, that's fine. <laughs> and he's like, okay, we're going to put your wife's name on it since she works for LAUSD. I was like, okay. It's like, that's fine. And it, you know, it turns out, you know, the guys got really salty because I won. Yeah, I won, and they were not happy about that. After all that smack talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these two have been smack talking each other, and I came and, you know, beat them both. Wow. <laughs> kind of ruined their, ruined their little situation. And so uh, that day I was, uh, I had borrowed my brother-in-law's truck, and I told him, I said, hey, uh, you might not want to drive this for another month because uh, you're going to get a lot of tickets. <laughs> oh, man, that's but hilarious. But they didn't say nothing happened, but that was, uh, that was, it's funny, made for a funny story. Yeah, yeah. So now that you're at, uh, you know, you're at two places on a regular basis, uh, you're building up your fine town, uh, where do you see yourself going, man? Well, the next step, we hope to open up a brick and mortar. Um, I feel as though there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of new barbecue restaurants popping up on uh, different parts of the city, and the, you know folks are seeming to do it do it right. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know, a city like you know Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, there's what ten between ten and twelve million people. 
I think there's uh, I think there's enough room oh, for, for some more, and uh, and so the the next the next stop is hopefully uh, opening a restaurant in the next uh, next year or two. Nice, very nice. In the meantime, you're going to keep doing this. Do you also you also do catering? You said right? Yeah, I also do catering. Um, uh, like holidays, I do um, turkeys and hams and whatnot, and then I also do um, a lot of corporate lunches and a lot of um, a lot of parties. And I have um, I have one wedding on the uh, on the on the on the schedule. So so just, just busy, moving yeah. on up. Yeah, yeah just trying to. Trying to get better and, and do my thing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations on all of your success, man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, doing what you do. You know, uh, bringing attention to. Uh, you know, I know a lot of times California barbecue gets a bad rap, and uh, you know, I appreciate that yeah. that you're uh, bringing attention to to the folks that are doing it right. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I first moved here. That's, that's all I heard, you know, the bad rap. And then one of my buddies from from Austin that I that he just opened up a restaurant in Rockdale, uh, Brad's Backyard Barbecue. I shot him a message and said, "Hey, you know, where where's a good place to go eat barbecue here? I'm missing my Texas barbecue." He gave me a couple of names, and I started seeking out. And really, just word of mouth, I've been finding all of these little hidden gems all over the place, you know, including yours. I appreciate uh, it, was, it. Was definitely uh pleasantly surprised uh, finding you and, and your food and, and I can't wait to go back and, uh, and have a little more and try try those ribs because I missed them last time yeah I uh, I will definitely hold some aside for you yeah. next time the next time you and your family come by so but yeah definitely I appreciate you know you for doing what you're doing and uh, oh, thanks, bringing man. us bringing uh, bringing us bring bringing some attention to what we do yeah and where can folks find you on uh, on uh, social media um, my my social media handle is the same on all the platforms it's at black cat BBQ LA okay quick question before we sign off where did that name come from like <laughs> well um, I like the little sign and everything by the way oh well thank you <laughs> um, the black cat uh, barbecue I'm actually a black cat owner uh, I've got oh, okay. two little black cats uh, I have uh, Franklin and Isaac and uh, we have a tuxedo cat uh, Jack and um, so as a, I figured you know I said that kind of makes sense black cat barbecue <laughs> and so um, I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback I always get you know I, I you know I'm uh, the male version of the crazy cat lady and so I get a lot of crazy cat people who come up and they're like oh they start showing me the pictures of their black cats and I show them the pictures of mine and whatnot <laughs> and uh, so that's that's really you know where the name came from I wish you know I don't have much of a more creative story but yeah. I'm a black cat owner that's awesome man indeed so one last question is I'd like to ask this of all all the folks that I interview is tell us something about yourself that maybe most people don't know about you well uh, folks who know me from barbecue don't know that uh, I used to be a full-time musician 
Oh wow! Yeah, I, I play uh, I play drums, and um, up until about five or six years ago, that's how that's how I uh, made my living. And you know, I played in bands. Uh, I used to teach uh, teach drum lessons, and I used to work with uh, high school marching bands and percussion ensembles and orchestras and jazz bands and all of that. And I actually went to college for music. Wow. Yeah, that's where I, I went to college at University of Southwest Louisiana, which is now University of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh -huh. And I was a music major. And so, yeah, the, uh, going back, uh, before I started barbecuing, I was actually playing, I started playing drums, I think, like seven, eight years old in school band. And I uh, played all through high school and college. I was in uh, traveling German um, uh, Bugle Corps. I think there's like three or four states that I haven't been to. Um, as well, uh, you know. So it was like big time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like music, I, like yeah. I, you know, I toured with bands, and um, I've done national tours, and you know, you know, done studio recordings and whatnot. Um, yeah, that used to be that used to be uh, used to be my life. Any, and, any type of music specifically? Or? Um, well, be, being that I was a uh, full-time musician, and being that that's how I pay my rent. I played anything. anything. <laughs> I played blues, R&B, reggae. Uh, I played classical music in orchestras. I played at churches. Uh, I played. Um, I played in rock bands. You know, pretty much, uh, I was um, whatever. Whenever the phone rang, yeah, that yeah, I was ready to do it. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't say no to anything. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, you still played play? some country gigs too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. The one thing I couldn't do, and this is, always makes people laugh, is. I can't play in cowboy boots. I can't play drums in cowboy boots. I couldn't. That's one skill that I was unattainable for me. <laughs> you tried it, I guess. I, yes, I did try it, and I failed miserably. So yeah, my hats off to those country drummers who can play in cowboy boots. Do you still play some? Yeah, I still. I have a set of drums at the house. Um, not as often as I would like to, but you know, every now and then I'll hear something I said uh, let, me, let me go work on that you yeah. know? And, and sometimes you know I get frustrated with uh, business uh, situations you know I go and get my frustrations out yeah you know? But uh, music is still, you know, it's it's it's, it's a big part of um, you know what I do. Whenever I'm whenever I'm cooking, I have the music playing. You know, I have you know Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Stevie Wonder, and Art Blakey, and you know uh, Tower of Power. And uh, my hope when I open a restaurant is to have um, kind of a juke joint. You know, have a place for you know with live music. Nice. You know that is that is the dream. Very cool, man. Well, good luck to you, and hopefully that becomes a reality, so I can swing by and grab some good grub and listen to some good music. Hey, hey, hey! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, my brother. Well, uh, I'll see you very soon. Keep doing what you're doing, and good luck to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a comment, and share with your friends. 
You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow. Or email us at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with all your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, happy crushing. Happy crushing.